unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how you doing today, man? Nathan, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And I saw the show notes for today's episode and I'm intrigued by what you've got lined up for the listeners today. Yeah, well, we're going to go on a little journey from New York to LA by way of Las Vegas. This is called Adventures in Empathy. And that's all I'm going to tell you about it. We're just going to jump right in. Um, So there's a podcast called Masters of Scale by a guy who's pretty good at it, Reed Hoffman, did LinkedIn. And a few years ago, he interviewed Brian Chesky, who's the CEO of Airbnb. Uh, Chesky tells of some advice he got 10 years ago when the company barely had any customers at all. And he got the advice from one of the wisest men or one of the wise men in Silicon Valley, Paul Graham of Y Combinator. And this was the advice. Get to know your customers one by one. Now, of course, today that would be impossible, but at the time, Airbnb only had a few customers, mostly in New York City. So Brian and his Airbnb co-founders followed the advice, and and this is what he said. He remembers, I just spent time with them. I'm like, what if I did this with Airbnb? What if I did that? And from those questions, a handcrafted experience was born. And he also said, you literally start designing touch point by touch point. The creation of peer review system, customer support, all those things came from us. We didn't just meet our users, we lived with them. I used to joke that when you bought an iPhone, Steve Jobs didn't come and sit in your couch. Well, that's a good joke, but Steve Jobs used to walk around the Apple store in University Avenue in Palo Alto and ask people who were trying out Macs what they liked and what they didn't like. But I digress. I just want to give a shout out to Steve Jobs. RIP. Um, meanwhile, Airbnb 2019, Airbnb is slated to go public in 2020 with a valuation of $35 billion, with a B. And that's not bad for 10 years of work and starting out by going over to visit your customers at their homes in New York City. Now, there's a reason I told you this, and it's not to suggest that you go live with your customers, okay? I'm telling you this because Brian Chesky of Airbnb made the second choice of the four choices copywriters can make for empathy that we're going to talk about today. All four are important, and we'll cover them on this podcast. But imagine you stayed at an Airbnb rental owned by the Copywriters Podcast. We don't actually own one, but if we did, the first thing you would hear is, Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims, and if you're writing copy in highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Nathan, let's start out with a definition of empathy. And here's what Hollywood screenwriting guru Robert McKee says. He says, empathy begins with this thought. 
that character, when you're the screenwriter and you're thinking about a character, that character is a human being like me. Therefore, I want that character to get whatever that character wants, because if I were that character, I'd want the same thing for myself. And that's from McKee's book, Dialogue, The Art of Verbal Action for the Page, Stage, and Screen. Great title, huh? Okay. Empathy is a human being. The character is a human being just like me, and I'd want what that person would want. Now, as I mentioned before, I think empathy is important for screenwriters as well as for copywriters because your reader connects with the empathy in your writing. You know, in the case of screenwriting, they're going to connect with the character on the screen. In the case of copywriting, they're going to connect with the person who's talking to them in the sales letter. So if we wanted to put all that in a couple words, we could call empathy deep identification. You identify with the character in screenwriting and your prospect in copywriting enough so that you could be that person, you could feel like that person, you could think like that person, you could act like that person, you could react to things the way that person reacts to things. Now think about that for a second. If you could do all those things, or better, when you've been able to do all those things like a prospect, what difference does that make in the way you write your copy and the way people respond to it? Again, it makes a difference because the more you can do this, the more your prospect will connect with your copy and buy. Now, when it comes time to start working on your piece, you have to make a choice about how you will approach empathy, and there are four choices. Let me list them for you. The first one is no empathy. Just focus on the features and the benefits of the product because you figure, my prospect is smart. They can figure it out for themselves. I don't need to tell them. I don't need to tell them I know how they feel. I don't need all that squishy stuff. So that's number one. Number two is empathy by imagining your customer's experience. Here, you are so confident about your knowledge of and your experience with your prospects that you don't need to do any research. You just harness the power of your imagination, right? Now, number three is a little more interactive with customers. The third choice, possible choice for empathy is ask other people about their experience, do interviews. And the fourth one is experience it yourself. We'll go over these one by one and talk about the pluses and minuses. Nathan, where are you with all this? I think two things. Number one, empathy is a skill in terrible lack in today's society. I think that (laughs) people having the ability to empathize with others is incredibly rare. And it's probably the most important thing, both as a marketer and as a copywriter and as a business owner, to be able to empathize with the people that you're trying to serve. You've said it before, when we're writing, we need to be able to be in their shoes, not our own shoes. And a lot of copywriters suffer from not being able to get out of their own head sometimes, including myself. Well, me too. Happens to all of us. Okay, well, well, thanks for that. Let's go through those those four points because, um, or those four choices because I think they touch on what you're saying. Choice number one: no empathy. That's that's pretty much when you can't get out of your own head or you can't get into your customer's shoes. And people don't know, you know, it, it's not like you have a copier and they go, "Well, shit, I'm not going to have any empathy in this letter. I'm just screw it." No, it it doesn't happen that way. It's usually unconscious. But a lot of copywriters and marketers make this choice. They assume, here's how it sounds. 
well, my product is so good, or I'm such a rock star that I don't really need to think about the market or its particular needs or feelings or quirks. Now, I guess this can work. It does work sometimes. Um, but I think it doesn't work much more often. So I think it's too big a risk because it rests on this unconscious belief. My market is just like me, so I don't need to find out about them. Or I'm going to make my market feel the way I tell them to feel, which is a little heavy-handed and arrogant. Now, if you're a cult leader, that can work, and sometimes you'll just lock out. But um, the problem is <clears> that it's a real high-risk strategy. And a lot of people make this choice of no empathy unconsciously, consciously. So they can't make it work. So they come to the conclusion, well, direct response copy doesn't work. doesn't work for my business. Or they just give up, right? Now, I work with clients. I've worked with clients, let's see, Thailand, New Zealand, Australia, USA, Canada, Mexico, Argentina, UK, France, Spain, Portugal, Israel, and it's exactly the same around the world. This, what, what we're talking about here, not direct response copy, but this whole thing about empathy, everything we're talking about works in every country on the planet. It even works in North Korea, although Chairman Kim would probably, you know, have me executed if he had the chance to hear me say that. But it really, no, seriously, it works everywhere. So let's go to choice number two. Choice number two is imagine your customer's experience. And this is what a lot of copywriters do, including a lot of A-list copywriters who really know their market. And the keywords here are really know their market. When I did my break, so we were moving now from New York to Las Vegas, okay? Um, when we, when I did my breakthrough copywriting live seminar in Las Vegas 15 years ago, the great copywriter Brian Keith Foyles described his process in great detail his process for getting empathy for his prospect. He said he would start at the beginning of his prospect's day. He would imagine what they had for breakfast, what they talked to their family about, what they wore to work, what they were thinking about as they drove to work. And he would go on like that all throughout the day. He would walk through every detail of their day in his mind. He would look at what they saw, what they said, what they heard, how they felt, and what they did about it. Now, it's important to point out that Brian's an extremely creative person, and he's also a composer, he's a filmmaker, he has a vast and productive and very experienced imagination. And I also want to point out that you don't need to do things to the degree that Brian Keith Boyles did to be successful. Wouldn't hurt if you did, but you don't have to. But you do need to have a strong imagination. And that's, if you don't have it now, that's something you can develop through effort and practice to succeed using this choice. Here's the main idea you need to explore the world of the prospect thoroughly, both mentally and emotionally, thoroughly enough to actually imagine the experiences and reactions of your prospect so you can write copy that really connects with them. But don't worry if you can't do that now because. You may have to make choices three or four, which we'll talk about in a minute. You may have to make that a few times in the same market before you can rely on simply imagining your customer's experience and reactions. So I was just reading uh, Dan Kennedy's Mark, No BS Marketing to the Affluent. 
And um, one of the things that he was talking about in there is he was saying that uh, like when middle-aged couples get divorced, typically the women are quicker to jump back into the dating game than the men are. And one of the things that they really quickly realize is that men their own age are chasing after younger women. And so their spinning choices tend to be go out and buy a new wardrobe, go get some jewelry, buy a new car. And um, cosmetic surgery was a huge one. Uh And so one of the things as far as empathy is also a lot of times we think, oh, my demographic is this age and they work in this industry and they're this gender. And he said, you really got to be also thinking about what major life changes are they going through right now? What, uh, what major pivot points are they in? These things also can make a huge difference on whether or not you're able to empathize with the person that you're writing to. Yeah, oh, I, I, I never thought of it quite that way, but you're absolutely right. Dan's absolutely right. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. Getting back to the structure, the, the third choice, <clears throat> if, you, if you're not just going to depend on your imagination or your 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 blithe, willful ignorance of the issue altogether is choice number three, ask others, specifically your prospects, about their experience. So like a couple weeks ago, I was in Las Vegas. Well, we were again in Las Vegas for a mastermind. And I stayed at a pretty nice hotel downtown. Um, I know there didn't used to be any nice hotels downtown, but there are now. I had a problem with my room it was picking up the very loud music in the street and um, amplifying it like a tuning fork until 1 a.m. And I had a meeting in the morning. So I asked for a quieter room the second night and it took a little doing, but I got one and it was an upgrade and there was no charge. Now, here's why I'm telling you this. The guy who owns the hotel named Tillman Fertitta, you've probably never heard of him. But it's not all he owns. He also owns the Houston Rockets and the Landry's uh, chain of restaurants. And he has a reported net worth of $4.8 billion and is ranked 140 on the Forbes 400. And that's great. You know, there are lots of people like that. Not millions, but hundreds. But here's what's great. He has a new book out called, wait for it, Shut Up and Listen. And really, the title says it all. Um, But I'd like to quote from the interview I read in the in-home, in-room hotel magazine, which, of course, he publishes and approves. He, He had a writer there interview him, and he said this. He said, I've seen people making the same mistake over and over again in business. He goes on to list a few common business mistakes, and he ends up with this. If they just take a step back, 
shut up and listen to what I say and what the customer says, they could be successful. And so the same thing is true for copywriters. We've said this a lot before in this podcast, but I'll say it again. You can learn a lot by talking to people in your market, or as Tillman Fertina would add, shutting up and listening. Now, if you do this enough time to start to develop the knowledge, the experience, you see patterns, you can predict certain responses to situations, ideas, statements, questions, and then you won't necessarily need to do it in the future. You could move back to choice two, which is imagination. But until you're there, this is a very good thing to do. But once you're there, you've banked enough experience so you can use your imagination to generate empathy you need for your next sales letter. Okay, that's number three. Number four is experience it yourself. When you start a letter, you could decide to, you know, go whole hog and experience it yourself. This is the ultimate adventure in empathy. And we're going to move to Los Angeles, Nathan's original hometown. Uh, for this one, where Joe Carbo lived, the famous Joe Carbo, entrepreneur, direct marketing entrepreneur, author. And the ultimate choice number four is actually living through what your prospect is living through or experiencing the product the way a prospect would. And Joe Carbo lived through something that at any given time in history, a lot of people can relate to. Here's a classic example from the opening four paragraphs from his ad, Joe Carbo's ad for his book, The Lazy Man's Way to Riches. You think you've got problems? Well, I remember when a bank turned me down for a $200 loan. Now, I lend money to the bank, certificates of deposit at $100,000 a crack. I remember the day a car dealer got a little nervous because I was a couple months behind in my payment and repossessed my car. Now I own a Rolls Royce. I paid $43,000 for it in cash. These days, maybe that would be 143, I don't know, because uh, this is an old ad. I remember the day my wife phoned me crying because the landlord had shown up at the house demanding the rent and we didn't have the money to pay for it. Okay. Needless to say, things turn around, and then he sells you a book telling how he did it. Now you can do it too. We're not going to go there today. But here's the point Joe Carbo lived it. He knew what it felt like. He talked about it in his copy. And not only that, he sold tons of copy of the book. So experiencing the product or experiencing the life conditions of your prospect by yourself will give you a deeper and more believable empathy than anything else. I, I want to give you a personal example. We have to go down to San Diego for this. I did a lot of consulting for a company called Target Focus Training, and it's an extreme self-defense system, similar to how Navy SEALs are trained to defend themselves when they have to do it with their bare hands. And my client, Ralph Charlton, invited me to the training in San Diego. And it was all very interesting and kind of fun. And then we started trying it out. And I partnered a couple times with guys who are obviously experienced street fighters. And I found out how powerful and effective TFT was on the receiving end. 
and nobody died. I, I recovered, got home safely, but it was a little painful. But it also burned some very dangerous moves into my muscle memory. And it really helped me in working with Ralph's company, with TFT. Um, so, you know, my point there is that actually experiencing the product or actually having life experience of your prospect is going to give you a level of empathy that you can't get any other way. Thoughts, Nathan, before we wrap up? I have two thoughts. Number one, on that last point, uh, eating your own dog food, a lot of times having creating a product or marketing a product that you created because it solved a problem for you. Uh, I know that personally, I've hit it out the park when I've done affiliate uh, affiliate promotions for marketing and copywriting programs because I knew that market so well because it was a need that I had. So that's great. Uh, the other thing is, and this is going to be a slight side tangent, but have you ever heard of the screenwriting term, a Mary Sue? I have, but I don't remember what it is. So there's a fan fiction book. Somebody wrote a fan fiction of Star Trek. And one of the characters in their fan fiction was named Mary Sue. And she was smarter than Spock. She was stronger than Captain Kirk. She was a better, a better doctor than um, the doctor on board. <laughs> wait, wait, let me guess. A woman wrote this. <laughs> we're not going to go there. Um, but the, the character was the perfect character mm -hmm. and didn't have any flaws and was the best thing ever. And they, her name was Mary Sue. And so they've coined the term for a character that's like that, a Mary Sue. When you, when you create a character that's unrelatable, that the, the, mm. or the reader can't empathize with, they call that a Mary Sue. Well, a lot of times we do that in our copy. We say, this is the best product ever. It does this, this, and this. It's so perfect. And we don't address the things that they can actually connect with. We just talk about how awesome the product is. So we Mary Sue eyes our product. Oh, that's great. I like that. It, yeah, it's a disconnect of empathy and it leads to lower sales. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And that's a, a really good reason to have empathy, um, both for your prospect and also for the experience of using the product because, you know, we like to idealize a perfect world, but nobody lives in one. Um, there, there's, there's all these things. Um, Mary Sue's great for fan fiction, but not for real life so much and, and not for believability. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That was really good. All right. Let's, so let's summarize. There's four choices you can make about empathy. You're always making one of them. So, now that you're aware of them, maybe you can choose more wisely sometimes in the future, or maybe you're making exactly the right choice. And isn't it nice to have some confirmation bias by listening to the Copywriters Podcast? Know that you've made the right choice. Okay, so here are the choices. Number one, no empathy. Just go with your gut and expect really good results. Number two, imagine your customer's experience. This works best for you and you already know your market really well and you've probably been through the next two a couple times in one market number three is ask others about their their experience and this is the safest choice and probably the best choice uh most of the time and number four experience it yourself this isn't always possible but it's the ultimate choice for empathy 
So this concludes our first and last episode of Adventures in Empathy. I hope you enjoyed the trip and I hope you got something out of it and learned something new about empathy. And if you want more of the Copywriters Podcast, you can head over to copywriterspodcast.com. Anything else before we're out of here, David? Uh, no. That's it for now. I'm cooking up some really other interesting episodes, but they're in the embryonic stage. And I, I promise I will bring them forth into the world, but it's going to be a little while, a few weeks. All right. Awesome. All right. We will actually, we'll be back next week for the listeners and we'll catch you then. See you then. Bye. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.